Welcome to the Traffic Talk Podcast, anti-trafficking discussions for the modern abolitionists. I'm your host, Vern, from the Justice Ministry at Blue Water Mission. We've got a decade of experience fighting the injustice of human trafficking and have ministered to hundreds of victims by just using volunteers in our free time. But we've had outstanding results. We believe that there's a role for you in this fight too. On this podcast, you will hear interviews, stories, and discussions from people on the ground doing the real work. So plug in and get ready to open your heart and mind. And now, the next episode of the Traffic Talk Podcast. Welcome to episode four on the Traffic Talk Podcast. This is another one for our Why series, and this is an interview series. So today I'm interviewing Nadine, who works for the Department of Education by day, but by night she co-leads a safe house for human trafficking survivors. Nadine's gonna share with you guys, you're gonna hear about how doors just open up into community living for her even when she wasn't looking for the opportunity. She's gonna share the healing that she experienced while helping others. And she also talks about how the house handles boundaries and grace with the clients that are coming in. While you're enjoying this episode, get really honest with yourself and ask yourself, what are you waiting for? When are you going to take the opportunities opening up before you? It's nearing the end of the year in 2018, so it's a great time for reflection and for setting some goals to push yourself in the new year. So thanks for being here with us today. As an intro, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, so I um, I live in Hawaii and I've lived here for almost five years. And I basically live in a house where um, we have a bunch of people who are, who are believers in, in Jesus and we have a house, a community house where we um, also have extra room for uh, women who might need extra help, um, survivors of sex trafficking um, particularly. Mm -hmm. And so I also um, basically have a full-time job with the um, school district, and so I do counseling for middle schoolers. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's that's pretty much Monday through Friday, and then... um, weekends in my free time I like to go hiking and swimming and I try to stay active as much as possible it's a good self-care for me oh fun I love being active too so it's interesting like you work for um you know the school district and that's a fairly like normal kind of average job but then you've got this uh, home life that sounds like that it's really maybe different and unique for a lot of people so how did you get involved in living in that sort of um, community and it sounds like you guys are purposely making space for victims of violence victims of sex trafficking yeah that's a good question um, actually it was about two and a half years ago I was needing myself a place to live <laughs> and so I wasn't necessarily seeking I didn't really know about this kind of home where we um, did community living, but I, I knew a friend who introduced me to someone in my church, and she kind of told me about it. We met up, and 
I was like, wow, that sounds awesome. Um, I need a place to live and it seems like a really good uh, ministry in terms of like reaching out to other people and very much purpose into God's purpose and kind of aligning with what he's doing in the world. So um, I decided I'd try it out. And so it's been about two and a half years since then and I'm still We've moved, moved houses since then, but still involved in, in the house and still living there. Oh, that's cool. So it sounds like that, like just doors opened up for you. Like it just fit the right time. Like you uh, needed a place to stay and somebody had a place that you could stay and you could be involved in ministry and it didn't, um, it didn't freak you out that you were going to be doing this kind of ministry. <laughs> yeah, no, it, 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 it was you know, I really, I had to ask God about it. I, I was like, okay, I don't know if I'm, I didn't necessarily feel like I was the one, this is my life purpose, or this is my call in life. Um, but I, I just really, really liked what the, the house was doing uh, when I talked to them and was like, this is awesome. This is like, seems pretty, pretty easy in terms of like just moving in with them and they already have their setup and, um, you know, like I, I had never lived in a place like that, but it's been really, really good. And I think there's been women that have come and gone and it's been amazing to see how God has brought healing and brought life and just, just a lot of love in the house, mm. I feel. Um, so it's been really good. Oh, that's cool. I feel like a lot of times people ask me like, you know, um, or, or they just make statements of like, oh, I couldn't do that. Like, I need my space. I need, you know, this sort of more yeah. typical like Western uh, idea of life where there's a lot of space and a lot of boundaries. Uh, I mean, some boundaries are good, but, you know, it's just like we have an extreme sense of them in the Western world. So, like, why do you stay involved in this different style of lifestyle that, that doesn't necessarily meet the typical Western expectations? Yeah, good question. I think for our house too, we definitely have, um, we don't have like 10 women staying with us at the same time. We definitely have one or two at the most um, and we each have our own rooms. So I feel like that's important for me as well because I, I do need my, I'm an introvert, so I need mm -hmm. my, my, my time by myself. I need um, my own room to kind of close the door and just, just read or pray or whatever. Um, just to kind of regroup and, and get energy. So I think, but I think like, because it's been so sustainable like that, I think I realized that it's, it's really helping for us not to get burnt out mm. because I think if, if we didn't have kind of structure and, um, just boundaries in terms of like our own self care, it would be easy just to be like, Oh, let's take in 10, 15 women. And then it's just overwhelming. So we, um, you know, don't try to <laughs> try to help everybody, but we try to help one or one, one or two women at the mm -hmm. same time. And that it feels um, sustainable. And I think I stay involved because I've seen the ways that God has worked um, through that like structure and through that ministry and has really like changed people's lives through it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I, I feel like it's about bringing God's kingdom on earth. Just like it is is in heaven. Mm, that's beautiful. Like as a way of life, you know, it's yeah. just like 
part of your of your regular day now i really like your guys's house and um i like the structure and like the self-care like you guys did an amazing job of incorporating um self-care into your house and having space for individuals and that kind of stuff it's just absolutely beautiful but i know that there's also been really hard times where like individuals have to be for lack of a better term like kicked out of the house because they they're not ready they're not at the point in life where they really want that life change or they want to follow um necessarily what's going on with the momentum of the house and they they want to choose something different and so it just doesn't work and for a lot of people that can be really heartbroken heartbreaking like does it ever break your heart does it ever seem like that it's too much to handle yeah um it does it's i i'm a very sensitive person emotionally so when i see like the pain of some of what the women are going through some mm -hmm. of the survivors of sex trafficking in particular and just um, some of the trauma that they've experienced um, it's it can be very heartbreaking and um, there's situations where we wish that it had turned out differently like you said like having to ask somebody to leave our house um, for whatever reason Maybe we have definitely like boundaries in our house, no drugs, no alcohol, whatever. So we have, we always have like um, agreements and sometimes those agreements are broken and it does break my heart because I, I so want, um, I just so want healing and wholeness for these women. Um, but I, I think like there's been successes too. And mm -hmm. so I, I hold on to the hope that even the women who we've have to ask to leave um, God will, God will still be working mm -hmm. in the future. Um, there's maybe a setback, but I just, I have to, you know, hold on to that hope that it's, mm. it's going to be, it's going to be better in the futures for them. Mm -hmm. so. I like that. I mean, I like, I think it, it's important to hold on to hope. Like yeah. I've got to always hold on to hope. Like I'm, a, I say a lot, like every good thing counts. So like the good things that were deposited, the good things that were grown, the good things that were sewed in, like that still counts. Like we don't have to have per perfection in order to believe that the good things count. But, you know, have you ever, have you guys ever had instances where somebody leaves uh, or where they have to leave that kind of stuff? And then do they ever come back? Like, is there, is there, is it one and done? Like, sorry, you're never coming back here. Or is there grace? Like, how do you guys handle that? Yeah, we definitely try to kick people out with grace when we have to do it. There's been um, one woman who's lived with us for a few months and then had to leave and then came back um, and asked to leave again. So I feel, but I feel like it was done in a way where she knows that we we really love her and care about her. So if she's ever in a situation where she's needing a place, I hope that she will be able to say, come back to us and say, hey, can I... Um, can I stay here and we'll gladly um, let her come back um, and so yeah I think um, yeah I think it's hard to do that and it's not always it's not always the best option um, mm -hmm. to have to ask people to leave but yeah we do it we do it with grace and and love and um, and I hope that they also know that that there's that grace for them too because it's not an easy thing to go through what they've been through. Absolutely. Well, we'll do our last question here and just 
you know, why is it worth it for you to do this kind of life? And, and there are sacrifices that come come to it. And I think a lot of people, they can come up with ways in which this is sacrificial. Like that's not hard to understand, but you know, people don't choose this type of life because they're not sure what the benefits are going to be, or they're not going to sh be sure of like why it's worth it or what you've gained. So can you share like, what have you gained out of living this, um, unique and purposeful lifestyle for the past two and a half years? Yeah, that's a great question. I think for me, just living in that purpose and like, um, that there's something bigger than myself. Mm -hmm. There's something bigger than, um, just kind of going to work every day. And I, I feel like that's been huge for myself. And I think also like the partnership with my housemates has been, um, like I've gained a lot through that. I've gained, um, uh, just partners in prayer, partners in, um, when there's hard situations in life, whether to do with, with the women staying with us or just my own personal struggles in life, there's people I can come to that, um, that really care about me and love me and will support me and pray for me. And that's huge. Um, mm -hmm. and I think I, I want that, I want to extend that sense of like family and community to these women who stay with us because a lot of them don't have that. They've come from backgrounds that they, they weren't really loved well. Um, so like, I feel like that's how I want it to be a healing place for them, for mm -hmm. us to like demonstrate that whether or not we have a woman staying with us at the moment, but to really demonstrate that, that sense of community and caring for each other. Um, and I think that's what makes it worth it is because there's purpose in that. Mm, I love that. What it sounds like is that you know, you have this heart's desire to create community, to create family for others, but you've also found that it's created healing and family for yourself. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, when I first moved in to the community house, I was going through some really hard times, and just being in that environment was so healing for myself, and I see that, and I, I want that mm -hmm. for for the women who mm -hmm. move in with us and survivors of trafficking to, to experience that. I think that's amazing. I love it when people can be honest like that, when we can recognize that like, well, one, we don't need perfection in order to start helping somebody else, but just that we're receiving healing also, and yeah. we're receiving benefits also. We're not just there to fix somebody else, but like we're, we're in need of uh, being helped and supported and, and fixed in our own ways, you know, yeah. like. Anyway, that's just awesome. So I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk yeah. to us. I think people are going to love it, listening to it. And so many people are going to be able to relate. And maybe this expands your guys' minds of like what's possible, how you can marry your average everyday life and a really impactful and life-changing way of life at the same time. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Nadine is such an amazing person. I really enjoyed that. I'd really love to know what stuck out to you in this episode, or if you have any questions, comment back to us and we'll do a follow-up Q&A sometime soon. If you're on the Anchor app, then you can call us back directly. We'd love to hear from you. As always, grab our free resources on protecting the vulnerable and join our email list. Join this justice adventure with us no matter where you are in the world. And of course, if you're enjoying this podcast, drop us a review, give us some stars and recommend us to some friends.